Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Here we go, Next time you're angry and you want to look back, just watch this squad hit Brady with a sack, and we got a new who day, got a new who day. Osai and Trey put Brady in a caddy, we got a new who day, got a new who day. Stay up real late, kick back, and watch the Bengals light up Brady. And welcome back to Fuck You, We Like the Bengals. I'm your host, Alex Schubert. Sitting across from me, as always, is... Lloyd Johnson. And sitting to my left... Uh, not only is this a, a first-time guest, first time he's ever done a podcast, but he's also a, a UD uh, alum who actually knows things about the Bengals. <laughs> Introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kelly Peter. Kelly Peter. Uh, family member? Can we say that? It's complicated. It's a, it's a complicated <laughs> situation. It's not like, I don't know how to describe it. Cousin? Like, step-cousin? Yeah, so it's like my, my dad's stepmom married your dad yes yeah yeah so it's like very loosely connected <laughs> yeah <laughs> and so kelly uh went to ud and um he was the part of the graduating class of 2020 of the university of dayton the covid class yes yes you uh i missed out on that i missed it because like because i work up at milano's up in dayton mm-hmm. and oh i know Oh yeah, <laughs> no, I've, Lloyd. We've talked about that, right? Just numerous. more than once. Yes, more than once. And I was like really starting to like your guys' class, mm-hmm. and then like, like things are like really starting to go well, and all of a sudden, fucking COVID hit, and Horrible. like I missed out on like Blue Beer Day, and that was the Blue Beer Day was the the nineteen hour event I had. It was like back in April, the Wednesday yeah, that I did. Yeah. And you're just like, oh my God, that sounds terrible. Fuck that. <laughs> Which it was like this year I did it and it was fun for a while. And then yeah. I'm just like, can I go home, please? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But dude, we, uh, so what was that like just graduating in um, the COVID year? I'll be honest. It, it sucked. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, I, I expected nothing less. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just like in March, I mean, we got, kind of shut down and we kind of all assumed we'd be back in like two weeks yeah because that uh, it was like three weeks it was like campus is shut down for three weeks and then like in my in my head i'm like oh i'll be back in three weeks right and then because i remember like in march i was watching like a couple snapchats from a couple of people you know and there were riots mm. adjacent to campus <laughs> yes it was insane the uh corona fest of 2020 <laughs> on low street yes oh my god um but yeah and Obviously, at the time, Dayton basketball was twenty nine and two. That's OB right. March Madness was set to start the next day. Yeah, um, so that was heartbreaking for us. Obviously, because what happened was, I know Lloyd's probably not much of a basketball guy, but a guy for the Utah Jazz tested positive. Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert, 
And like, that's the moment where everything just started to tailspin. The, the NBA suspended their season indefinitely. Yeah, and... it was like Rudy Gobert, and then like, uh, I think he was like fucking with the mics, and like, t- uh, <laughs> he's like, oh my god, I'm gonna give everyone COVID. And it turns out he gave Donovan Mitchell COVID. Yeah. And then it slowly was... everything just started to get shut down. From Not that. slowly, immediately. <laughs> fair. Not fair. slowly. It was like within a week. Actually, within a week and a half, we went from fully open to lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. And it was. And obviously, I didn't get a walk for graduation. That's right. Like a, lot of, a lot of fun memories, vacations were just kind of wiped out. I know not just for me, but for everyone. Else. Uh, the uh, What's the, the trip that UD takes every uh, year? Dayton to Daytona. Yep. Obviously, was canceled. Yeah. <laughs> Florida's probably not the place you wanted to go at that time. Oh, yeah. Um, or ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're from uh, what city? I always forget what city in Alabama you're from. I'm from a little place called Phoenix City, Alabama. Phoenix City, Alabama, which is as bad as it sounds. Yeah, it wasn't on Google. <laughs> it wasn't even on Google Earth until like ten years ago. <laughs> it was that bad. <sighs> yeah. So I mean, obviously, very not a fun time, and no. then obviously, kind of transitioning into the real world. Um, yeah. My job search was put on hold. Yeah, did you have to uh, move back with uh, old Kel? Oh, yep. yep. Oh, yeah. Move back in with the parents for a solid, like, three, four months, which yeah. is not fun. No. <laughs> um, Especially when you're quarantined with your parents. Yeah, and can't really go anywhere. We're kind of all kept in the same spot. Maybe yeah. we can walk around the neighborhood a couple times. Did Ashley have to move back, too? Uh, yes. Oh. For Yeah, so no, not a lot of fun, but... Um, guess we got through it in the end yep um, you're through it now you're living downtown yep downtown so you don't live with ashley do you no, no. okay so i have two roommates one of which went to molar and okay um which is where i went and then one of his neighbors growing up so yeah uh, we're about a 10 minute walk from the stadium so uh paul brown yep nice so love it it's um, also confusing like it's like because your girlfriend and your sister have the same name. Yes. <laughs> How do you, like, do you just know, like, oh, you're referring to that, Ashley? Uh, usually I can tell um, by, like, the context of the people talking. Yes. But obviously a, uh, a funny thing. I definitely get ripped for it a little bit. Yeah. It's like, oh. Because like, a friend of ours, uh, a comic, Lee Kimbrell, great friend of the pod, uh, his uh, ex-girlfriend had the same name as his mom. Oh. Yeah. And the girlfriend went a little cuckoo. And... <laughs> Now Lee's dating a fantastic girl. She Morgan Miller's the best. Good for but, him. No, no, Lee's the man. Um, but yeah, so you said you did. You have to like graduate virtually. Yeah, so we we had like a vir- it was like a virtual graduation. They didn't really announce anyone's names. They had like a one hour like uh, video thing that was like already a, a thing on Zoom. It wasn't. We weren't even live. It was like a, a broadcasted uh, recording. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, I didn't even. I'll be honest. I didn't even watch it. I don't blame you. <laughs> um, we're, and we we're supposed to walk this year. It got pushed back again to next year. So at this point, we're like, are we ever going to walk? Is so it is it going to be like three graduating classes in one year? Uh, so they did this year's graduating class um, this year. Okay. But, which is like, we're like, hey, we, we we've been sitting here for a year waiting. Like at <laughs> yeah. least give us something. Um, yeah. So they said they'll, it'll be, I guess. May of 2022 is that the goal, is but wild. at this point, who knows? I mean, yeah, they're just waiting until no one cares anymore. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it'll be like the college reunion, like the five-year college reunion. Oh yeah, we got to walk. Oh, yeah, at our yeah, college yeah. reunion too. Knock it all out at one one trip, dude. I couldn't imagine like having to be like a college student. Like even I couldn't even like you had to do the last two months of college, the last month and a half from home. Oh my god, it was it was weird. It was. 
I mean, I guess it was somewhat easy. Um, yeah. Just because, like, teachers didn't really know how to, like, properly, like, teach you, test you yet. So it's, like, a lot of the end of end of year, like, exams or assignments kind of just got shifted to, like, hey, just complete these homeworks and, <laughs> and we'll put you through. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. There <laughs> so. were no, like, um... Oh, what, there were no like presentations or like there was like a couple presentations, but a lot of the stuff got made a lot easier since we couldn't like meet in person with a lot of our, our classmates. Yeah. So a lot of our I could not imagine that. Yeah, a lot of our capstone classes, I think, got a lot easier because just no one understood the technology at that point. Yeah, um, no think, one understood Zoom. yet. No, I think I think this year they kind of got a little bit smarter and teachers kind of figured out how to utilize yeah. the technology. But like for us, it's like we only got like a month left. No one knows what's going on. Let's just get these kids their, their graduation diplomas. So I had to, um, I, I had to virtually, cause I sub teach as my day job. Mm -hmm. I only had to virtually sub teach once. Mm -hmm. It's awkward. Oh, oh I bet. Awkward. <laughs> I bet. Because like, I'm just like talking to a computer. I have no idea if kids are responding. Like one like girl puts in like a, <sighs> like how do we market tennis? I'm like, Oh my God, people are listening. <laughs> this is so awkward. Yeah. You're like, thank God. Anytime somebody, somebody says something or, Yes, yeah, so I'm like, oh my god, people actually care. I'm doing things right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you about to say? Like a big part of your life. What do you mean? Just wondering if anyone's actually listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you've seen me do stand up. Yeah. Luckily, you haven't. But, <laughs> but like, speaking of people talking and listening, like Lloyd, is there like um, a place you would go to? Uh, I got a stall while I pull this up here. Is there like a, like an app you would go to to like? listen to people like talk about like college or sports or anything like that. Is there uh, like uh it's rhymes with gratify spring room. Oh, Spotify green room. <laughs> oh, that dude. You know uh, what? Good call, man. That's a really good call because like we said, it's a uh, Spotify green room is a live audio only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. You can talk to me. You can talk to other fans athletes and insiders in real time uh it's perfect you know for watch parties debates post-game breakdowns and you can react to break news you can even share your own experiences on the app like i said it's a free spotify green room free audio only social media platform for sports fans um you can start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games, and you can talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Uh, we will be hosting rooms whenever. Uh, we, might be do, we might be do some, doing some game days. Yeah, uh, I'll be out of town um, week two or three because I'm going to 
little uh, Colorado trip. I'll be out of town for Milano's then. Um, Brutal. Yeah, that's a that's four hundred dollars I'm missing out on. Um, yeah, I'm gonna be out of town. But week one little thing, we might be doing that. We could do yeah. that. Um, what else? Uh, what you can do uh, if you want to join in on the on the fun and on the action, you can do, you can download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS and Android or iOS app store. You can create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the fuck you be like the Bengals group. And you can follow me at FUWLT Bengals to be notified when my room goes live. Uh, join me. Uh, we'll be going live probably at some point, like maybe like a halftime or something like that. Oh, yeah. We'll figure something out. Uh, but for now, check out Spotify Green Room. Uh, that was a fun little conversation. We got to talk about UD, not over Zoom, not awkward, Lloyd. Yeah, yeah. That was a. Uh... Uh, I didn't have to bite my lip. <laughs> and ask the question that you can now ask it to a UD person. Just. We you going to let Alex smash. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell you the story afterwards. I feel like I'm missing out on something here. Yes, you are. <laughs> um, it was very funny. Um, but it also ruined friendship, which sucks. But, um, yeah. So, all that aside, uh, I had um, an interesting uh, kind of the last couple weeks. Like, uh, um, I had a joke go viral, kind of ish it was um on twitter wasn't like overwhelming on twitter like not like seventy five thousand retweets and eighty thousand likes something like that it was like 800 some likes and 105 retweets it was more on facebook that it kind of blew up a little bit because it was about do you know about limp biscuit at all <laughs> that's more a little bit that's more yeah. lloyd's era yeah and then their singer fred durst dressed up at Lollapalooza. Uh, real weird. And I don't think I saw this. Yeah, he. Uh, I have it on my profile. I kind of posted it on the book of faces. Where is he, it? Uh, there it is. Yep. Right there. Ah, okay. Yep. Okay. And I said, Fred Durst uh, looks like he's shooting an episode of Undercover Boss, where he investigates his own band. Salad joke, la 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 la, <laughs> all that fun stuff. <laughs> but then, like that joke started out. I posted it on like a band, a uh, metal band that likes a uh, Facebook page, and it just started just like getting a bunch of like haha I was like oh my god you're the best comic ever and some of that might have been added in <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god you're so funny uh, but all of a sudden like people started like screenshotting it like it got posted for like a couple hours on uh, Instagram page that had like 4 million followers Sheesh. it got taken down but people were like oh my god people like share what you made and I was like what and I was like at work I was like this is the weirdest thing ever but it is a uh, spot that it happened. Cause like when that happens, like one of my first thoughts was like, this is the joke that people know me for. I have, <laughs> I have jokes that like, I like way better. And like, this is the one that's like getting pushed into the upper echelon of my. Yeah. But you don't get to pick how that goes. You just, uh, you don't. There's yeah. plenty of comics who <clears throat> you hear them talk on like, uh, you know, a podcast, or whatever. And they're like, uh, this is the joke that everyone fucking remembered out of the set. And to me, it's one that barely made it. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to think, like, what do you say about, like, Gaffigan's um, Hot Pockets bit? Yeah. Like, I'm sure, like, you know, Jim Gaffigan, comedian? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because, like, when he started out, he had, like, I think it was his first hour, which was, was it in Beyond the Pale? I don't remember. But he had the whole Hot Pockets bit. And I'm sure that Gaffigan's written shit that he's, like, way more proud of. Like, mm -hmm. but that's the stuff that, like, you're known for and it's like i have like about two or three jokes that i like more than that one but 
I'm uh, sure there's plenty of famous people who they're like, you know, of all the things, you know, I'm, I'm sure Ray Rice is like, not those 18 touchdowns, it's just <laughs> elevated. T- yeah. I think maybe I'm taking the wrong stance on that one, but yeah, uh, it's like, well, well, that is kind of in incorrect context because it's like, you know, for like a, you're known for a semi good thing when you've also done way better things and like gotten a right. much better reaction. The internet's really strange, isn't it? Yeah. It's a very strange place. Don't recommend it. I wish it was never invented. <laughs> no, I love it. But uh, yeah, stuff like the stupid TikTok that Lily had. That she yeah, had that you kind of went viral on TikTok. I mean, literally just like interrupting me during fights, like asking me something. I'm like, yeah, all right. And record this dumb little thing. And then it's 500,000 fucking views. And <laughs> what I'm like, for that? Like, <laughs> I was literally half paying attention to this thing. Like, <laughs> So as I'm saying, you don't you get no choice. You don't get to pick any part of how that goes. Just what catches fire catches fire. It's yeah. It's, so because like it got um, it got like modest um, traction on Twitter, and then a comedian, you probably know you know Andy Sanford, right? Yeah. Um, he's a comedian out of New York. Um, I bombed in front of him at a mic like two either two years ago or four years ago. I forget. I think it might have been four years ago, but I ate my dick in front of him, but he still like, liked me on Twitter or something like that. Then he like retweeted it, and then like that's when it started like, holy shit. It just like started going and going and going, and that's how that happened. And Alex touched himself 11 times in 12 hours. <sighs> it was eight, okay? We've gone over this. <laughs> video evidence to support otherwise. <laughs> you counted? I'm the autistic Alex, one, you and you're the them. counter. You sent oh. them. I can just look. I posted them on my OnlyFans, okay? And I get constant updates. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? The subscriptions have paid my rent. Hey, see, I'm here to help. I, I've said this to, to Lloyd numerous times. I have joked that if I ever get an OnlyFans, it's going to be a feat OnlyFans. <laughs> <laughs> there's a market for the... There are weird people out there, no and there's a market for that. Just go to the weirdest of the weird. Like, this is Scarecrow feet. <laughs> oh, man. But, but yeah, that's uh, that's how our weeks went. Lloyd is still uh, kind of recovering from uh, from breaking his body. Yeah, I do it every few years. Just, you know, it's good to keep up on. Yep. It, what do you mean it's good to keep up? Oh, just keep Breaking, yeah, breaking your body. something very important and vital, and then you know trying to trying to recover. It's yeah, fine. Kelly, fine. You, ever, you ever broken anything? I don't think so, but um, Bobby Hart wasn't blocking for me, so yes, oh, didn't, thank didn't God, have to deal with it too much. That 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 guy sucks <laughs> real bad. There was one I like watched, like I like kind of like glossed over Bills highlights, and it was a Bills Lions. I forget, but I, I did see a, a clip of some Bobby. dude just blew the fuck past yeah. Bobby Hart. Like there's there's our boy addition by subtraction. There's our guy. God, he sucks. No, there's one of the uh, like Bengals talk things last year. One of the like uh, Rapine and some other dude do it. Yeah, we just and talked they, to him, and they were like, uh, "Well, Bobby Hart," and both of them just go, uh, and they just went <laughs> on to the next thing. Like neither, they didn't even address or say anything. They're just like, uh. Uh, and even I think I was, I think I was talking to Malik Wright about that. He was just like, "I I can't." I think. Malik was just like, I know not to talk shit. Mm. I think we'll we'll talk to Malik again. Malik rules. 
he was kind of the Bengals Adam Schefter for a little bit. He was. And I just want to say, you put a lot of pressure on me following the great James Rapine. Oh, that's uh, fine. <laughs> the podcast after. Oh, it's fine. I, I, that was a good listen. I always enjoy listening to, to Locked On Bengals as well. So, uh, Who else does that one? I forget. It's Rapine and... Uh, Lisco. Okay. Yeah. They're both like SI guys, right? Yeah. No, Rapine's a great dude. Yeah. He was super chill. And, yeah, he was fun. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, it's going to be fun this year with the roasts and shit. But for now, we got some Bengals to talk about because yesterday they played a game for the first time in, it seems like, 87 years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they got a win for the first time in what seems like 97 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, uh, they pull, I mean, it's a preseason game. Doesn't mean anything. None you of the... What? At this point, I'm taking it. I don't... <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll take it. Not picky. 19-14 uh, to 14 was the final. A uh, couple stats. Kyle Shermer played a little bit. 12 of 19. For 108 yards, no tuds and a pick. Uh, Brandon Allen, 7 of 10, 77 yards and a pick. Backup stats, nothing like overwhelming. Like you're not going to see Burrow in the preseason. No, let's hope not. Yeah, I hope not. Like he's he was throwing in Raymond James, and he, I mean, he looks beefed up. He looks good. I mean, he's still got the fucking brace on. Mm-hmm. Do you think he has the brace on this season? Probably. Yeah. I'll be interested to see week one, but I would imagine at least start of the year will probably have it on. Week one is going to be so much fun. Oh, my gosh. I'm so Bengals excited. and Vikings, the reunion of the big three. Yeah. Oh, my God. I got tickets. I'm, I'm excited to, to get in there for uh, for week one. It's, uh, man, Justin Jefferson won me $250 last year in fantasy football. Absolute stud. Saved my ass. So good. Yeah, I had him on both my teams, and he was wonderful, but week one, fuck him. <laughs> uh, uh, rushing, uh, Jaquiz Patrick had 15 carries for 71 yards, averaged 4.7 yards a carry. But also, let's point out, like, see, the stats are real hard in preseason because a lot of that was really at the point, like, the end where nobody's like... It's garbage time. Yeah, I mean, Third stringers on the opposing side. It's but. why Blake Bortles looked good on paper for years mm-hmm. because, like, he put up all these stats in garbage time. Exactly. Then it's like you realize, like, oh, my God, he's actually not a very good quarterback. <laughs> um, a guy that really impressed me yesterday, Chris Evans. I mean, the rushing stats weren't great, but I liked him a lot. He yeah. looked good in space. He looked like he was. One thing that, like, about that I was watching the highlights, but, like, one thing that really impressed me about the Bengals was the yards after the catch. Mm-hmm. It seemed like Jamar got a couple good plays after the catch. Boyd had a couple. Um, Evans had a couple screens, like you said. Yeah. Um, who yeah, knows? He, maybe down the line could be a potential Giovanni Bernard replacement. Yeah. Um, it was uh, – I remember, like, the, one of the first plays that Brady made was to Geo. Yeah. <laughs> I completely forgot, like – Yeah, first, first down. Yep. Yeah, and then, like, he kind of, like, jokingly got into it with Jesse Bates yep, a little bit. Yep. I'll miss Geo for sure. I will miss Geo Bernard. Lloyd, you made a face. Maybe. Right, He's no, like, oh, I miss Geo, too. No. He was like, oh, this is just my face. Yep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, I, I thought they looked good. Like I said, yards after the catch. There were a lot. I mean, granted, it's the preseason. None of it matters. On both sides, a lot of sloppy plays. Yeah, definitely. Was, oh, my God. That turnovers, penalties some... uh, in abundance for sure. There were two turnovers on one play. <laughs> There's just a lot of like things that you were hoping would, you know, concerns that would be calmed down that definitely were not. Like the offensive line play was very questionable all over the place you know shifting this guy here this guy here 
Yeah. Which I'm sure doesn't help, but also, God damn, it was, <clears throat> there were some rough patches. Yeah, it was, uh, I mean, granted, it's like, because you pick Jackson Carmen in the second round, and all of a sudden he's the third string right guard. Yeah, he looked very pedestrian. Yeah. yeah. He had a couple plays where he had big blocks, but he had the more concerning plays. I think he just kind of got blown off his stance and. I don't know if you feel good throwing him out there at right guard week one. No, I mean, as I mean, it's I hate to can suggest the guy that got Burrow killed, but fucking MJ looks like he might be the starter. Looks like it. Looks like it. I don't think like because the O line was like the big question going into the off season, and for months I was vouching for Sewell in the draft. Mm-hmm. Lloyd can attest to this. Yeah, I was the one. I was like, it was like like I said, it was Burrow's knee. P- it, I jokingly called it PTS knee. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when I was like, when that happened, I was like, oh, God damn it. We got to get the supposed generational talent and offensive tackle. Granted, doesn't matter anymore. Jamar Chase is here. I'm happy he's here. I'm glad we got Riley Reef. I didn't really catch Riley Reef. Did he look good? Um, I, He didn't allow any pressures, no penalties. We only played the first drive, so yeah, oh, that's yeah. a really good read on him. Uh, apparently, uh, I saw that Jonah made a good block on uh, on uh, yeah, Jamar. Pretty good on yeah. Jamar Chase's catch. Yeah, getting out in space, landing a nice block. You love to see. Please it. let him stay healthy. Yeah, Please let him oh stay healthy. Because like that was a big thing with not drafting Panay Sewell mm-hmm. was you have Jonah Williams out there, but I'm like he's only played ten games in thirty in thirty two possible. He's Gotta stay healthy. Yes. That's the big... Uh... I think the other thing is just like if one of those tackles goes down, obviously Fred Johnson's hurt right now. Um, I guess he's our backup kind of swing tackle. Not the not the greatest tackle, but yeah. Um, without him last night, we the, the second half, we were kind of just throwing guys up there at tackle. I think we had Gunnar Vogel, who was like an undrafted free agent, play right tackle. <laughs> and uh, Joe Tryon, the one play. Um, oh, he just fucking... Sat on top of was it Brandon and Allen? Brandon Allen. Yeah, he's, like he he got off the snap and he, he's a great athlete, but like this Vogel guy did not even get out of his stance really. And, and Tryon try just back. landed on top of him, which you can't do. Can't do. No, you but. can't do that. And he got flagged for it, which <laughs> it's kind of a uh, weird to think that he was Gunner Vogel was so bad he was good. Yeah. <laughs> got us fifteen yards, I guess. But yep. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see how it plays out for him. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I'm definitely a little bit worried about the depth at tackle as well as – I mean, all the way across the line, guard looked like it was, you know, each play where they didn't fuck up, you, you were a little more like, oh, okay, cool. And then they would have something where you're like, oh, God damn it. That's mm-hmm. – it seems like there's going to be a lot more uh, – a lot more ground to be covered before you're comfortable watching any of them. I would agree. I'm a, I'm a little less concerned this year than I am last year. Because last year, there was no depth at offensive line. Because, like, Jonah went down. Trey went down. It just ended up being uh, fucking four cardboard cutouts of fat people and Hakeem Adenogy. <laughs> I'm going to say the... Second half of this game didn't look much different than that. Yeah, because it, like they only got they got the touchdown in the first half at that one the one that Evans got kind of like diving up the middle, and then just four field goals from a guy who has really impressed me. 
Mm-hmm. Evan McPherson? Oh, dude, he looks like a fucking world beater in that. He's and a monster. Right down the middle. Uh, like Lloyd said before the podcast, the, the one looked like it was good from 60. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had it from 40 and it like damn near cleared the net. Yeah. Right down the middle at he, the very top. He just got famous on TikTok for like one of the most impressive things I've ever seen from an athlete where he uh, kicked the lid off the Gatorade bottle. That's literally one of the most impressive things I've ever <laughs> seen an athlete do. For sure. And ever since I was like, Oh my God. And he's still like an accurate kicker. He manages to like look like he's trying to kick the shit out of the ball, but also remain like every one of his kicks fucking right down the middle. The uprights could have been like this, like wingspan apart. Yeah. Still would have made it. And every report from camp has been the same thing is that he's looked that good in camp and we yeah. saw it on display yesterday. He's a monster. And I think cyber got a couple kicks too in there Mm -hmm. and i I, i've noticed that like when um with the kickoffs and stuff like um what was i gonna say uh with um not a lot of kickers are going for touchbacks anymore Mm -hmm. they're going for like they're just like trying to like loft it to the one instead of like having them start on the 25 they're gonna try and kick it to the one so he has to run it which is kind of counterproductive from what the nfl wants which is less concussions (laughs) True. They moved it back just because they knew, like, oh, my God, the kicker's going to try and kick a field goal from the from their own 35 off the tee. But, but in the same, it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you hate that we're that great at that small of a part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because the Bengals have always been dec- pretty good at special teams. Yeah, yeah. I mean, granted, beefy kicker fucked up and – uh <laughs> Some very crucial moments. Fat Randy. Beefy kicker. He's, oh man. He's a lion now. Is he really? He's a lion. Best of luck to him, I I guess. He looked more like Cape Buffalo than a lion, but whatever. (laughs) Uh, I had a, so I I mentioned this uh, on Facebook, but um, I had a few jokes about, um, about beefy kicker make why your team sucks this year. Um, I just talked about it because I was watching at a bar and just talked about him missing the field goal and shit. And it was a part of me when he kicked the field goal. Like, I'm like, he's going to fuck this up. It's like it was a kick that your average cardboard cutout fan could make. <laughs> <laughs> and the kick flew two time zones past the right upright. Yeah. It was just like I, when that happened, I just – didn't even react i'm just like i kind of saw it coming <laughs> yeah well i mean i think a lot of people were right there with you where you're like eh, well this is a this is how this year's gonna go yeah, this is a crap shoot at best and uh we're p- playing with the wrong kind of loaded dice yep kind of sums up the zach taylor era thus far of just losing every close game and yeah um just so many Losses in like six points or less. Yeah. Um, whose Could, fault it is, I don't know. But <laughs> there's always that. There's always that one person that's, that's just like that. Because like Bengals fans, I despise Bengals fans because they love to bitch. Oh yeah. They're just. I mean, you know this. Yeah. They loved because like since I cannot think of a city that's more championship starved. 
from a pro sports standpoint than Cincinnati. The only one I can think of, and this was brought up to my attention, the only one I can think of that is more championship star that could change soon, actually, is Buffalo. That's the only one that's like, okay, mm-hmm. they need a championship more. I mean, if it came down to Cincinnati and Buffalo, I'd be like, let's just give it to them, guys. Like, they live in, <laughs> they live in Buffalo. <laughs> like, not, not just from a sports perspective, but they live in Buffalo. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just got to be – like, we need, a, we, need, we need a win, but – they they really need a win, <laughs> yeah. Of any kind. No, I mean they have. I mean the Bengals and the Bills both have that top shelf quarterback that could just. I mean Allen's already hot take, top two. I'm not. I'm not here to argue with it. I, no. I don't think it's that hot of a take. Yeah, He's it's comfortably to me it's top five. Very very comfortably yeah. top five. Top two might be a reach. He's at least in that discussion. Yes. Oh, yeah. No one's gonna. No one's gonna immediately like. No way. Yeah. Uh. Well, it's obviously football. Jesus number one. Yep. Patty. Patty Mahomes. And then, oh boy, it's close between Aaron and Josh. Mm-hmm. Man, you forget Super Bowl Daddy. Brady. Right now, I'm gonna say Brady is. Top five until they make Brady come out there in like an 80 pound vest with weights on his arms. I you don't get to mention a top anything without putting him in it. To me, he's a top five. I really who won Super Bowl last year, (laughs) yeah, Brady and most other years. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I mean, am I saying Brady's the best of all time? No question, no question. And people, I'm just saying that. As much as you might be like, oh, he's on his decline and this and that, still won. Yeah. So yeah. a hell of a year, too. Like 40 touchdowns, great in the playoffs. Looked, yeah. looked better than most of the guys half his age. I mean, I I just – I can't it's, – it's like a Diaz brother in a fight. The Diaz brothers don't lose fights. They just run out of time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, end of the fight. Are you a UFC guy? I, I usually watch the big ones, um, but not don't follow it too closely. Yeah, watch McGregor's last fight. Yeah, broke his leg. Yeah, yeah. Lloyd's probably the biggest UFC fan I know. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> it, we'll say it absorbs a good amount of my time. Yes, <laughs> that football. Watched, I've probably watched like forty hours of combat sports in the past week and a half. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Love it. I mean, but, you're uh, on workman's comp, so you might as I'm assuming, but like you well, might as well disability. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Same diff. But, yeah, everything that comes on now, I'm, like, looking for shit to watch. Like, mm-hmm. So I've been uh, real, real deep. Yes. And uh, I, I will say that the argument is, like, the argument side in combat sports versus the argument side in football are starting to, like, level out in weird ways. What do you mean? Whereas before it used to be, like, People would have like real broad opinions, <clears throat> like oh this guy's better. It's just he had to fight this and this and that. And like I feel like as the matchups and stuff are getting better, like that area is shrinking to kind of the way football mm-hmm. is, where you're like, well, you still got to say, like I just did with Brady, like mm-hmm. still won. Yeah, people. I because some people were like, now I can say Brady's the greatest of all time. Yeah, we knew that two Super Bowl wins ago. <laughs> 
Absolutely. The moment I'm like Brady's the greatest was the 28 to three comeback. That's when I knew I'm like. I think everyone at halftime was like, I mean, if he comes back from this, there's no one you can put over him. But no, no one thought it was, he was the end do it. of the third quarter. Four possession game at the end of the third quarter. Wild. And then the Falcons high school JV defense gave up the largest lead in Super Bowl history to a 40-year-old who's afraid of strawberries. Now, a buddy of mine texted me during that, and he was like, looks like your boy ain't going to pull it through this time. It's, you know, 23, whatever. And I was like, all my, my response was just, Brady. <laughs> I was, man. I mean, I always, I mean, I, I hate to say this. I always root against Brady in Super Bowls. The fact that he's made Super Bowls in 10 of the 19 seasons that he's played. He's been in the NFL 21 years. Played 19 of those 21. Because his rookie year didn't play all that much. And then One year he tore his ACL yeah. in the first game. Mm-hmm. So in the, in, 19 of the, in the 19 seasons that Tom Brady has played, he has been to the Super Bowl in over 50% of them. That is bonkers. Yeah, he's went to the Super Bowl more times than he's not in active seasons. That's insane. unbelievable. And then people are like, no, but Peyton Manning, get the fuck out of here with that <laughs> giant forehead ape. <laughs> his, get out of here with his 12 head. I, not close. Like, not, it, it's, there's no one to compare it to. So, But, yeah, that's when anytime someone, like, I get the point you're making where you're like, oh, top two, but there's still that thing in my head that always goes, yeah, Brady's still out there, man. Mm-hmm. Because the thing with Brady, like, he doesn't, like, his physical skill set, like, doesn't wow you. Like, he has got Until a... Until he wings at 65 fucking yards. As a 43-year-old, he's still got a great deep ball. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. In a fucking playoff game, all of a sudden he wings at <clears throat> fucking 65 to yards. Scotty Miller, of all people. And hits a guy, like, literally dead in the fucking numbers. He's still got a great deep ball. And I'm like, that's... All right. Fuck you, man. Like, <laughs> like he, he's one of those, like, love-hate, like... Everyone loves to hate on him, which makes me be like, all right, now that's my dude then. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as as soon as everyone loves it, it's the same thing with everyone loves Conor McGregor. I'm like, he's an okay fighter that knows how to talk a lot. Mm-hmm. And knows how to make himself like marketable and, and uh, interesting and Yeah. Um Yeah. He's he's the great I mean, I hate to say it, he's the greatest of all time. I root for him in every super I root, I root against him. In every Super Bowl, but like I said, like he doesn't, his physical skills don't like wow me the way Mahomes does, the way Allen does, the way even Aaron Rodgers does. But he always finds a way to win. Mm-hmm. He that, always he always does it. You can't see the mental skills mm-hmm. as easily as you can the physical, but those are what. <clears throat> I mean, when you look at the greats, it's guys who know how to win. Yeah. Uh, I can't even think of a guy who's like Terry Bradshaw. He's won four, but he's also kind of lost his mind as of late. Yeah. Oh, you mean if you spend your whole life playing a sport where you get hit in the head, <laughs> you stop talking so good at a certain point? <laughs> yeah. The Bengals. That was the intro to the Bengals Wire Team Sucks article one year, which is like, your team. And then he said, Terry Bradshaw voice, the Bengals. <laughs> Which I'm going to read a few of those that I've read so far this year that have been very funny. Like, there was a paragraph about Matt Ryan that's legitimately one of the funniest things I've ever read. I've been following vicariously through your Instagram oh, stories. Yeah. Uh, yes, it's funny. Any ones you post on there, I usually think are pretty funny. So. Some of the ones. 
There's one I, I couldn't post about Matt Ryan because it was too long. Uh-huh. But it was legitimately one of the funniest things I've ever read. Let me find it. Here it is. Matt Ryan is my favorite player of all time, and even I was mad we passed on Justin Fields. Ryan is an emissary of the tapioca dimension. He's got the charisma of a houseplant on Vivance and the sex appeal of a carpet soaked in borscht. His favorite hot wing flavor is creamy peanut butter. His favorite streaming service is C-SPAN Plus. If he were a drag queen, his drag name would be Matt Ryan. That's awesome. That's pretty fantastic. It's so good. Uh, someone, there were a couple others I wanted to read uh, about the Bengals. This made me laugh. Fuck Mike Brown with his father's dead dick. Fuck Zach Taylor with the K missing from his name. <laughs> Fuck the Steelers. You lost to Ryan Finley, you dipshits. <laughs> I've never seen that one on your store. Oh, so good. Uh, uh, there were a couple others that were really good. Someone, like, a few years ago for the Jets posted, uh, I have enough hate in my heart to start a car. <laughs> uh, what else is there? Someone for the Giants said, we're collectively about as edgy and exciting as an, as an erectile dysfunction pill ad in a golf magazine. <laughs> that was one of my faves. That's pretty solid. Um, yeah, this is just a few. It's, and like, it's why I love the articles here so much is because like fans, like self-aware fans who just hate who just have all this hate building up. Like it's some of the most, it's some of the best self-awareness you can ever see. Uh-huh. And I've noticed like jokes are funnier. It's like roast jokes are funnier when you kind of write with a little genuine hate in your heart. Cause like, Oh my God, I'm like, oh, write something. And it's just like inspiration starts building. And mm-hmm. I, I think self-deprecating humor is always like, my kind of sort of favorite little niche. Lloyd's seen me do that for years. Yeah. I think I always think that's funny. It's uh so with self-deprecating humor, you don't want to be too sad. Mm. Because like there's a fine line between haha and awe. Which awe is I mean, I was an awe comic for years. It's one it's a cancerous thing to hear when you're on stage. It's like awe, and I'm like not what I was going for. No, no <laughs> not at all. It's legit. Like, have you ever awed Lloyd? Uh, I don't know if this is the right person to ask. <laughs> I don't. I don't really have enough of a care of someone else's response. Yeah, does that make any sense? Like, what do you mean? You can't really make me feel bad. Like, I'm not going like, oh, I'm going to say this for sympathy. I'm just like, this is the thing that happened. <laughs> so if you react, no, I mean, like, have you ever awed? Well, like, have a, you been the person that's odd right. at a comic that's sold a two sad So joke. in reverse, I just assume you're telling me a thing. <clears throat> so I don't generally feel bad for you. Yep. I just took a weird way to get to what I was trying to say. <laughs> that's okay. I was Like I said, I was an awe comic for years. And like when, like when I write a joke, it's like I always say the first person I have to make laugh is myself. If I don't think it's funny... I'm not even going to give the time of day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if I don't laugh, I don't make a noise at a comedy show. No. What do you mean? I'm either going to laugh or I'm going to shut the fuck up. You're yep. going to fake laugh. You're going to awe. I'm not going to fake laugh. I'm not going to awe. I'm not going to be like, oh. None of the. You want it to be a genuine response? Yeah. You're either going to get a laugh or you're going to get fucking nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Have you ever been to a live comedy show before? I'm not sure I have. 
I've watched some like Netflix, some YouTube, like stand up routines, but I definitely want to get out there to go bananas or wherever and see some authentic kind of live. Well, when they finish remodeling it in five years, you are more than welcome <laughs> to come out. Shots fired, Mikey. Get him. Get him. I mean, it looks nice now. It's just going to fucking take forever because they have been lollygagging. It looks fucking really good. It does. And they've, they've you can say lollygagging, but I can definitely say that they've been putting a lot of attention to detail. Yes, they have. So some of the things it seems like it might have just taken way too long with, it's because they're trying to do them right. Yeah. I mean, man, that place was just like, it looked the same. It hadn't really like, I don't know when the last like remodel was. Like, was it like, did it look the same from like, I mean, granted, I've been fucking as long as I can remember, man. Yeah. How long have you been going there? Like, it's like 99. Jeez. And I was seven in 99. You were Thanks. probably three, so you probably wouldn't have gone there. I was one, I think. Oh, God. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> no, you're fine. Man, I, I just... I mean, Chameleon... Shout out to Chameleon. They've been um, kind of the local <laughs> fix. They've been b- booking a lot of the locals and kind of just getting us by before Go Bananas opens again. But... I can say when it opens again, it'll look fucking dope. Oh, Go Bananas? Yeah. I am so stoked for Go Bananas to open. I'm just excited to like have live comedy back again at the place that raised me not only as a comic but as an adult you giggle but He's like, fuck my parents go bananas did it i said as an adult <laughs> i know i'm just teasing yes i mean granted i lived with my parents as an adult for a few years and i'm just like fuck y'all i need to leave <laughs> oh yeah but so hold on one thing back to football i got yeah i, I kind of got <clears throat> um I was hacking and coughing instead of being able to talk for a second there. You're good. Um, something that's really bugging me is the Jesse Bates issue. The contract? Yeah. So the idea of we're not going to spend a bunch of money bringing in a new offensive line because we're going to develop the guys we have here. And mm-hmm. well, and now you're sitting there wondering, like, well, well, where is that money going? If you're not willing to pay Jesse Bates, who – you know, your PR team has said is one of the best guys in the fucking league. Mm-hmm. You weren't willing to bring guys in because you didn't want to spend that money because you needed to cover things like this. You know the cap space is going up in the next year or two. You know you have more room to play with. Like, Get it done. <laughs> like, why are we fucking around with this? You got. I mean, you, you didn't reach out and grab any of the things we needed needed, <clears throat> and now you're risking having the franchise tag and whatever a guy and piss him off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you come at him in two years with a contract. That's what he wants. He's still going to remember the past two fucking years where he didn't get Mm -hmm. what he deserved or even close to what he deserved. And he's going to fucking go somewhere else. We've done this over and over again. And it's time to like, we stop shooting ourselves in the foot up front. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, like the last thing you want is for Jesse Bates to be bengalized. I mean, or for, you know the first three teams that are going to offer him shit are the other AFC North teams. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Dude, think about what would happen if the Steelers had Minka Fitzpatrick and Jesse Bates. Or throw him on the fucking Browns. Who's their other safety? I forget. They signed John Johnson. That's right, from the Rams. Very talented. Good call. Just, I mean, Told you he knows his football. But in general, just they're... 
their safety core is not always like the the guys where you're like, oh, that's the, but they're always tough. Yeah, and they're gonna tell a guy like Jesse Bates back there, like, good luck. Disgusting. <clears throat> so I, it's uh, to me, it's <sighs> it's one thing you can't fuck around with. It's been very frustrating. Like you want to go down to the stadium, like, all right, which one of my which one of you motherfuckers is in charge of this contract? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I know you don't know me, but. You're about to. <laughs> like, 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 I want to grab, uh, I know, it's, I can't think of her fucking name. Katie right Blackburn? Yeah. I want to, like, grab her by her fucking little shitty Hillary Clinton pantsuit <laughs> and just shake her, like, bitch, pay Jesse, okay? Just pay him. <laughs> Give him his fucking 18 or whatever the fuck the conversation is. You guys are coming in so far apart that he's bitching, and he's not a dude He's who, publicly bitching. But I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, he's, and I don't he, blame him. But also, like, the most supportive dude. And he's like, dude, if you guys didn't see number fucking 40 last night, <clears throat> one or two things that he could have done better. But how many times did that number get called? But like, he's literally like propping up everyone being such there. a leader. You know, they have him as team captain, but they're not going to fucking pay him. Like, <clears throat> you know, if you're squabbling over the two, three million fucking dollars in the country, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Pay the man. You know he's one of the best guys in the fucking league. You, your your own PR department has put out a whole effort to make sure other people know he's one of the best mm-hmm. in the fucking league. And then they're like, oh, well, you know, I mean, I'm sure he'll be happy with whatever we give him because we're loyal and we drafted him and built him up. I'm like, No, that's not how this works. Mm-hmm. No, NFL is a business. And I feel like the Bengals are almost afraid to kind of like set the market at a position um, and like kind of make him maybe – the highest paid or as highest paid as anybody. But they, they sort of did it with Mixon a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They they at least gave him. Well, but there's already a lot of high paid running backs. Well, I mean, there's also just already a lot of numbers out there at that time. So mm-hmm. I get where you're going. Like, don't set that mark. I don't care. Yeah. I, I don't give a shit. Well, Jesse Bates is setting the bar for safeties in the NFL. Yeah. And I, I think he's worth it from what from yeah. everything we've heard. PFF had him ranked number one amongst all safeties last year. And guess what? Like Jamal Adams' contract's about to be up. Derwin James is going to be up. That that over the next few years, I think safeties are just going to keep setting that bar higher and higher. So the longer we wait, you're either going to have to pay him a higher total or lose him. So lock like, him up now and don't yeah, worry about it later. So he doesn't fight for Jamal Adams' money. So right. he doesn't fight for hey, I want Jamal Adams' money. Hey, I want Derwin James' yeah, money. Those or guys are going to set, set the, the bar now. Yeah. So Jamal Adams wants Jesse Bates' money. Yep. Instead of Jesse Bates wanting Jamal Adams money. Right. Because I think, especially with most teams knowing that salary cap is going to go up, mm-hmm. I think safety is the next position that's going to start getting paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because you know quarterbacks mean, like, are already getting like 40, 50 mil a year. Well, I mean, just think of like, you know, the years we lost guys to, to dumb shit like Marvin White leaving over fucking $300,000. Mm-hmm. Couldn't have kept that dude. He fucking. He put like nine people in the hospital. <laughs> You're gonna let him go over three hundred thousand dollars when we've got seventeen million caps? Fuck yeah. you! He like, put people in the hospital before COVID. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> there's people. There's like spine surgeons who have his name tattooed on their fucking <laughs> arm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he has he, sent daughters to college. Yes, <laughs> and probably sent them to the OB. <laughs> yeah, because they signed. Um, He'll wreck your son's neck and your daughter's cervix. That dude's a fucking monster of an athlete. Because <laughs> they signed Hubbard to like a 10-year, $40 million extension because it was a team – or wow, four-year, $40 million extension because it's a team-friendly deal. Like, Hold on, what? what? <laughs> wow, that's a long contract for a defensive end. <laughs> but, but it was uh, a team-friendly deal. 
So, like, yeah, we'll do the team-friendly deal because I'm Mike Brown and I'm cheap as fuck. And then if we have a kind of good player, we'll give you kind of good money. Mm-hmm. But, like, the, the, I don't think the Bengals have had a star, like, one of the best at their position quite like this in a while. And I, part of me thinks they don't know how to handle it. No, I, and <clears throat> I hate this shit of, like, like, oh, Eli Apple's doing great. Okay, he's a cornerback, not a safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the he's like a third we, or fourth string cornerback. What, what the fuck are we talking about yeah. right now? Yeah, like as, as it's the preseason. As, as soon as I heard, like, well, just in camp, as soon as I heard the Bengals were like, we got guys like Eli Apple really showing up, but I'm like, that's not in the same fucking position. No, your argument is that a guy who plays a position kind of like his position is pretty good. Yeah, as we, your PR team is saying, the guy who plays a position that we're fucking talking about right now is saying he's one of the fucking best. And not only that, but Jesse Bates and Von Bell, best safety duo in the NFL. And we really don't have any depth behind Bates as like that true like um, free safety roaming player. It's like you think Albert Wilson's going to step no, uh, in. Brandon Wilson. Brandon Wilson. No, step I, in? I like, actually, I actually have. A, I think there's a lot of upside to that kid. Mm-hmm. He still seems like he has a bit of that like uh, speed adjustment. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, he's a kick returner. <clears throat> well, I mean, as far as like college to NFL, yes, like speed adjustment thing. Reading. But he's always going the direction you want. Like, you know what I mean? Like, he's never, yeah. like, way off. Yeah. If he gets beat or gets burnt, it's a small thing he missed. And I think those are all coachable bits. You know, uh, the Ricardo Allen signing, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. To, to, you know, a guy who plays like Von Bell, playing behind Von Bell. 100%. Like, that, you know, that preseason game yesterday made that signing even make seem – Sharper, like yeah. you know what I mean, like okay, I, I, you see how he plays, and you're like, oh, okay, I see you got a guy like Von Bell to back up Von Bell, right. and <clears throat> good, yeah. But yeah. then you fucking around with the other side of the field, like you can't you can't have two Von Bells out there. That's not how right. that works. No. Right. And the Bengals, like as of now, have no backup plan for Jesse Bates, and that's what makes me nervous. I mean, I'll give them credit because a lot of the guys they have have a lot of upside. Um, I'm gonna have to look on. We're looking at it right now. Uh, uh, Frazier, Kayvon Frazier. Okay, <clears throat> looks good. Doesn't look like a fucking world beater, but looks good. It's like if Jesse Bates, God forbid, Jesse Bates <clears throat> goes down, fucking Murphy's lost, so he's gonna go down. It's like there's not a huge drop off from. Bates to Wilson or Bates to... I mean, there will be a significant drop-off, but it's um, that's not to say that shit will be... It's it's not to say, like, oh, my God, there's a weak spot on the defense now. It's like, oh, it's just average. And then uh, <clears throat> a handful of things I saw that kind of shit on McKenzie, um, the backup nose tackle, mm-hmm. third-string guy. Uh, Khalil McKenzie? Yeah. But I thought he looked fairly decent. Compared to, like, the amount of shit that, like, I heard his name, like, four different times today, like, yeah. flipping through stuff, just trying to kind of, like, get you ready for the podcast. <clears throat> and I was like, I don't, I didn't see whatever it was that everyone else apparently saw that looked shitty. Like, yeah, he was in with, you know, the the third string fucking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like third string defensive tackles against 22nd string offensive guards. Dude, I'm excited to see Ogan Joby this year. Yeah, obviously he couldn't play last night, but. Um, the D line looked really, really impressive. Yeah, they without were without him. Yeah, they were getting to, like we said in the theme song, almost 50, over fifty minutes ago. But like, 
the Bucks O line is nothing to slouch at. No, they're good. And the fact that they uh, had two guys, Joseph Osai and Trey Hendrickson, just like get to Brady and maul him to the ground, that's really saying something. Yeah. It was nice. It was nice to see because, fuck, when have you seen pass rush out of the Bengals in the past few years? Like, <laughs> Yeah, because they spent 72 <laughs> – I put this in my entry for why your team sucks this year, but um, they spent $72 million on a guy who prior to this year I genuinely did not know existed. Yeah. <laughs> Granted, I know he exists now. He had a sack, a half sack on Brady. Not bad at all. I'll take it. I think, well, Osai got hurt. He hurt his hand or his yeah, wrist his last night. Wrists, I'm not sure if we have an update on that or not. Yeah, we're, we're nobody. We don't, we're not in with the Bengals. We're, we're not in with the doctors. Mm-hmm. We don't know shit. No I, one tells us anything. To me, he was the most exciting player I think we got Joseph to see Osai? Last, yes. Dude. Like, yeah, he was a name that like kind of because I did a lot of the PFF mock drafts. Yeah. Do you ever do those? I did. <laughs> so I, they I spent were way too much time therapeutic. Yes. Oh, they were therapeutic. Um, but obviously, I mean, against Tristan Wirfs, who was an all-pro last year for the Buccaneers. He was a rookie. Yeah, as a rookie, he, I mean, got the inside leverage on him and put, helped put Brady on his ass. And That's so good. We saw a couple other pressures. I think he was in there with the second team as well when Blaine Gabbert was in there. and we saw <laughs> him. The GOAT. Yeah, we saw him get a pressure on Gabbert that almost forced an interception. Yeah, um, so I, I, we saw that. We've heard about that motor all camp. Um, yeah, during the draft process, and it was on display for sure. Yeah, yeah, it definitely seemed definitely seemed like every single play. He's going. Mm-hmm. He's he's. I use that like <clears throat> he's only got one speed, but he definitely. <laughs> Yeah, he's Seems like to fit with it's him. cliche, but it, it, it very much is true. For, like, because you hear about players that like, I couldn't give you an example right now, but I think Panace. This might might have been a knock on. I, f- I forget who this is a knock on, but there are some people who take plays off, mm-hmm. like they don't try super hard. Mm-hmm. That's not Osai. You can like kind of get away with that as a defensive lineman. You can't get shit. You can't as an offensive lineman. You gotta just no. every play. Like, defensive lineman, you're going to be like, I'm going to take this playoff. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he never takes a playoff, that's saying something. There was even one play. He got a pressure on the quarterback. I don't remember who it was. He got a screen pass off, and then Osai came from behind and made the tackle on the running back as well. It's like, yeah. he got a pressure. Then, all the way around behind. Yeah, yeah didn't give up on the play. I'm like, shit, all right. This who, kid's this kid's. Who was the guy that uh, clipped – it was it was either Gabbard or their third string, but, like, who was the guy that, like, clipped the quarterback by the – by the ankles and just like sacked him from behind. Um, was that? Um, let's go down to the DNs. Was that Hodge? Yeah, yeah, it was Hodge. Uh, who I want to say he's not on the depth chart, but yeah, Hodge looked fucking good. Yeah, that's the first I've ever seen of him. But I think he might have given him a good case for, to make the fifty-three man roster. I'll take I want to say, I mean, for an undrafted guy, I. His his number got mentioned quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. I'm stoked to see how the 53-man roster plays out. The most interesting position to me right now is tight end. It's a very interesting battle because obviously Uzama and Sample are one and two. And the, we have nine others to choose. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of fans want Thaddeus Moss for the story. I'm like, if his name was Thaddeus Fartsock from San Diego State <laughs> University, no one would give a shit. Yeah. But the fact that it's Randy Moss's son playing for 
who he went to LSU. That Burrow connection. Yeah. Oh my God, he saw Joe Burrow's penis in a locker room. Let's sign him to a $82 million contract. (laughs) Which, yeah, I mean. He looked fine. Apparently he's been doing decent in camp. Yeah, they just. The Bengals just don't use tight ends well. No, they never have. That was kind of the arguments, obviously, that you guys made against drafting Pitts, I remember hearing. See, I I thought. You wanted Pitts. Right. I thought. More so you, Alex. I thought having Pitts was the one where it goes, oh, Zach Taylor, now you got to use him. True. Yep. But you get a guy like that, I don't. You got to figure out how to use him. (laughs) And I predicted this. You said that he'd be available. I'm like, maybe he's not going to be available because. Well, no, I said he's going to go to Falcons, and if. Then if we pass on, I'm going to be bummed. Yeah, I think the whole – I kind of – like, as I wanted Sewell for a while, but then we were just – I'm just like – coming coming into April, I'm like, they're going Chase, aren't they? Yeah. And then I was talking to my friend Billy DeVore, great friend of the pod, former host of the pod, and I was like – He's Even like, Chili Dog. Yes. And he's like, yeah, it's happening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. get Prepare. It's happening. And then, of course, you had Malik on who – Yeah. Uh, was kind of the king of telling us it's it's going to be Chase. Yeah. Book it. Yeah, and he kind of uh, – we'll have him on again because he was uh, – we kind of got in contact a little bit, and I think he'll be more than happy to come back on probably in a couple weeks or so. And We can definitely do that. Dude, he's the shit. Also, Super nice dude. I will say that I like that they gave Chase those like little screen passes off to the side. Like yep. We're going to at least make sure we use them so people see it. Yeah. Because you're – like with – Brandon Allen and Kyle Shermer, you're not going to see Jamar Chase catch a deep ball in the preseason. Mm-hmm. No, With our offensive line, you're not going to see Jamar Chase catching deep balls much at all. Well, yes, because that's what a big reason for people drafting Chase was, because that fixed one fixed. It will down the road mm-hmm. if Chase and Burrow pan out. But that fixed Joe Burrow as one weakness from last year, which was his deep ball. Mm-hmm. Like, he just couldn't hit people in stride, just couldn't connect on it. Well, it's because mm-hmm. he had fucking three seconds to throw it every fucking play. Yeah. And the offensive line, it's not crazy improved. I don't know that I'm going to say it's much improved. Yeah, I think the the depth is better. Yeah, but... <clears throat> All right, just because you have more half, you know, half players doesn't make more players. Very true. You also, I mean, I, we've been saying this forever. I mean, I've been saying it for a little bit. Pollock. True. You, we okay. haven't. Go part, of, part of the same thing with the Bates thing. Oh, we're going to pay Pollock to come in and fix everything, and then we're just not going to give him any of the tools that he asked for. <clears throat> but we're still all going to be like, oh, yeah, let it be on Pollock. Yeah. All right. Well, cool. Yeah, but he told you you needed, you know, three, four fucking people, and you got him one. Mm-hmm. It's like you're a Reds guy. We'll yep. make a little metaphor. Yep. It's like when the Reds blow. You're not a ball with a stick guy. Tolerate this for thirty seconds. <laughs> I got you. It's like when the Reds bullpen blows a game. They don't blame the pitcher. Who do they blame? Uh, the Dan- manager. David Bell. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. They don't blame. Like if the offensive line fucks up, you could blame the. The, the lineman, but people are going to be like, fucking Pollock. We thought he was going to be the, the hey, fucking the lineman whisperer. I'm also going to say, brilliant move on Taylor's part. Oh, yeah. For what? <clears throat> Bring in Pollock. Yeah. Bring in a new scapegoat. Here's the dude who can catch all the hell. <laughs> yeah. And I might get one more season out of this. Yeah. 
I don't. I do. Well, I think if the line stays healthy, they can be better than last year when we didn't stay healthy. And obviously, I think Hart to to Riley uh, Rife is is an upgrade. But the Great Barrier Reef. Yeah. It, other than that, I mean, it's not a whole lot different, like you well, said. Right, but here's the thing: now we're hanging our ha- we're hanging our hopes on <clears throat> Riley Reef, who decent player, but fairly inconsistent, and at also times. and then thirty two, and then Jonah, who has this trouble staying on the field. <clears throat> you know, he's Jonah Hill stays healthy, or Jonah. Yes, super bads Jonah Hill. That was going to be my... Jonah stays healthy as often as Jonah Hill stays skinny. (laughs) I mean, Jonah Hill could go in there as an offensive lineman and do kind of well. He could do Bobby Hartwell. (laughs) Yeah, not very agile. But he does have long-ass arms. And from a combat sports guy, Mm -hmm. when I see like... Jonah Hill on 21 Jump Street, and I realize how long his arms are proportionally. I'm like, that dude would make a good boxer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if he trains, he could be really good. And I, I did see a stat on Twitter today. Um, it is from Jake Lisko from, obviously, Locked On Bengals, SI. He said, um, to kind of back up Lloyd's point of we didn't really throw any deep passes, he said we only had, according to PFF, six out of our 35 pass plays were true pass sets, which eliminates kind of screens, passes under two seconds, play action like those quick throws so we really had six out of our 35 passes were considered like not quick passes or screens yeah. so it's like oh my god i'm gonna actually throw this ball yes. instead of just like which i think go. backs up what the eye test showed us of it's a lot of quick passes they don't want to even though it's brandon allen back there we don't want to get him hit that's gonna no. be burrow soon so it does kind of cap kind of what we can do if that's all season. All we can do is They're like hit bro's got a whole other knee to destroy. I mean, we might need <laughs> yeah. this guy. Exactly. So it's going to be interesting to watch this year because I mean, I'm excited to. Ho- I'm hopeful. It's going to like you're going to watch every play with like a clenched b hole. It's like, oh. especially week one. It's going to be the most terrifying three four hours of my life. Yes. <clears throat> well, here's my here's the thing. So I was I I I was googling shit earlier. There's like four teams that are having a problem of too many offensive linemen mm-hmm. that are performing well. And when those cuts start happening, if the Bengals don't start just fucking grab bagging, mm-hmm. they're out of their goddamn minds. Yeah. Like, uh, I think I said the Cardinals have like uh, <clears throat> a hard time even figuring out who to put on like the three deep all the way across their fucking line right now. Sheesh. Because like two, three years, two, three years ago, they wanted the worst lines in the NFL and fucked Josh Rosen. Right. But, and then, you know, like they're like, oh, Seahawks have, you know, too many guards right now. But like, I'll just, I'll shit I find right at the top of Google. Like, you don't have to dig. <laughs> and you're like, all right, so there's so many teams having the opposite problem we are. <clears throat> but you just know as soon as everyone starts making roster cuts, the Bengals are going to fucking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> playing piano with dark glasses on again and fucking ignore everybody. We had all off season. We thought they were going to do that. We're like, oh, they're going to get this guard. They're going to get this tackle. It's like they basically got one guy and then drafted a couple young guys and like, all right, that should fix it. It's like, no, no, we need more. We need more offensive linemen. People, we need some competition in I, here. I feel like the people, the people who are saying the line is fixed are, are a lot of the same people who were 100% Jamar Chase stands in the draft. Mm. And they were saying that just to appease the Panay Sewell stands in the draft. Like, look, we fixed the lines. Like, no, you didn't. Mm-hmm. Like, when 
the Chiefs sign, signed Joe Tooney, which I just remember figured out how to pronounce his name. When the Chiefs signed Joe Tooney, that ruined my day. Oh, yeah. And then I get it because, again, this is Mike Brown. I know he probably doesn't want to spend that huge money on Tooney, but at least like a Matt Filer, a Kevin Zeitler, bring him back. Like uh, Zeitler, who wanted to come back. Yes. Like any of those mid-tier guards, we would have been over the moon about. And we just didn't get it. Zeitler literally said in an interview he would love to come back to Sensi, and didn't even get an offer. It was frustrating. Every day became more and more frustrating. I know for me, and I'm sure for you guys. Well, Well, I mean, but that's where I was like, uh, I had a, a, I don't know what it was. I just knew they weren't going to get Sewell, Mm -hmm. and I didn't think Sewell was all that everyone cracked him up to be. Mm -hmm. Um, anyone who's listened to all of these knows. You know, I, I I saw too many reports where it's like, uh, yeah, he's kind of a guy who takes time off and, mm-hmm. you know, isn't, you know, bitches about having to stay late and blah, blah. I never like to hear that. No. So I knew that wasn't, but that was more of my argument for Kyle Pitts over Jamar Chase was, <clears throat> if nothing else, you have another big body up front for the run game. Mm-hmm. Even if they don't use him the way they should have, like, Another dude up front doing something, I'll take. I'll take at this point, right. I'll just I'll take. And if anything, it shows like kind of how well run the Chiefs are as opposed to Cincinnati because the Chiefs like panic signed Joe Tooney and fixed their whole offensive line because Mahomes got his cheeks clapped in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Didn't even get hurt, just got the shit beat out of him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Joe Burrow goes down with fucking ACL, PCL, MCL AIDS and mm-hmm. all of a sudden just... No, oh, we'll get Riley Reef. You'll be good. Fucking no. And we also saw the Chiefs. I think they they traded for Orlando Brown Jr. from That's Baltimore. Right. So they just kind of revamped their whole line within like a week. Yeah. All of a sudden, it's like, oh, Chiefs are back. <laughs> what do you mean they were back? They never left. They just got that much better. Yeah. Right. But and the same thing. That's where I'm. Where I'm. I'm. I'm almost already like I'm almost like pre mad that I know they're not going to chase after some of these dudes who yeah. are. Gonna get cut to make you know for other teams to make fifty three man rosters, where you're like, hey, there's this. Uh, I can't remember the guy's name. He, uh, fucking Florida guy, <clears throat> and he, I think he's playing for the or he's drafted by the Seahawks or whatever. Is Stone Forsyth or might be. I, yeah. I, I honestly just can't remember the guy's name, but uh, they're like this guy probably won't make the team, but we'd love to have him if we had the space for him. Yeah. And you just you know there's ten teams drooling over them, yeah. and then you just have the Bengals that are drooling, staring in the corner. <laughs> they're just they're just they're they're too busy sitting on their hands with Jesse Bates to be sitting on their hands for offense. I could have worded that better, but you get what I'm driving at. Yeah, for sure. It's it's because like it was a big gripe with like the off season for me because like they were a lot of people were talking. It's like what are we gonna do if we sign say. Trey Turner, what are we going to do if if we sign? I'm like, these are tired talking points because the Bengals are not going to sign these people. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing is I wasn't personally a big Sewell guy, but I wanted to see these moves in free agency. Um, And it's just like, sure, I'm sure we'll take some guys in the draft, but can you really expect a 21-year-old, whether it's Sewell, whether it's Carmen, whether it's Deontay Smith, to come in year one and feel good that he's going to be a productive member of the offensive line? Hopefully he is. need him. Not just like you need, like you need him to be productive right away. Exactly, and we've seen Carmen. Now. 
kind of coming slow to camp. I know he hasn't gotten the highest praise necessarily. He, he uh, came apparently he came to camp out of shape, and I think he also got hurt a little bit, which kind of uh, mm-hmm. and he's switching positions from left yeah. tackle to right guard. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of things that have to go right, and to just say, hey, we're gonna hit on all these things, and he's gonna be ready to go week one. That's about as optimistic of a view as you it's can have. It's extremely optimistic. Was one of my big arguments for like Leatherwood. Like, mm-hmm. that's a dude who's played every spot. Right. Right. Why not? Like, you know, even if he's not NFL ready week one, no matter where you stick him, he'll be NFL ready season one. Yeah, I yeah. think it's it's easier said than done for fans. Just be like, oh, we'll just slide this guy in here where he's never played in his life, and he'll be he'll be productive week one as a twenty one year old. It's just. No. It's almost just unrealistic, let, let alone, like, too optimistic, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I feel like the Bengals are being very Bengals right now, and it's not reassuring. They spent, uh, like, they spent $72 million on Trey Hendrickson, mm-hmm. which looks like he's been doing well so far. But, like, mm-hmm. I no offense to Trey Hendrickson, I would have rather seen that money spent on the other side of the trenches. For sure. And yeah. I think everyone would have. And I think, again, that whole like, oh, we're going to be Pollockin and he's going to make everything okay. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, but with what? Yeah. Like if the Bengals had signed, I mean, granted, this is all tire talking. It's like all, I'm just like farting into the wind right now. But like <laughs> if the Bengals had signed Tooney, I would have been significantly more okay with passing on Sewell. Mm-hmm. But they didn't get Sewell. They didn't get Tooney. So it's like, there's the people were the this this the chase stands are going to be too excited about him to realize oh our offensive line is still fucked. Mm-hmm. I mean up until that other knee of Burroughs is fucking laid open on a goddamn <clears throat> against the football team. Granted it's Chase Young, but what I, I don't I mean at this point it could be fucking Molar High. <laughs> 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 I think they can get to him, you know what yeah. I mean? Like I yeah, you were there. What? You, you've you seen their defensive yeah, line. Yeah, they produce Hubbard. <laughs> they, the what? They produce Sam Hubbard. That's right. <laughs> you like how I showed that I paid attention? Yes, there. you did. Impressive, Lloyd. <laughs> Very impressive. He's Lloyd's one of the mo- Lloyd like reads people better than any person I know. Me and Alex are both autistic, but on very opposite ends of it. <laughs> yeah, like he's like neuro... Neo, neuro, High functioning neuro non typical. That's what it is, and I'm Asperger's, which is like I remember the most random shit, mm-hmm. and I'm socially awkward at times, which has gotten better. It's gotten way better with uh, absolutely. I, I think DJing helped me with that. Mm-hmm. No, that's the first time that sentence has been said out loud by someone. And <laughs> <laughs> go to hell anyway. <laughs> um, I always say like. Sounds like something you'd hear Paris Hilton say. <laughs> when she was a DJ. Uh, that, that's the joke, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. DJing really helped me with my self-confidence. I don't think you were lacking that to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> it really helped me with my self-awareness. You still don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we. This is why I fuck with Lloyd. <laughs> because I always say one of the best things I've ever heard. It's about a true friend. A true friend says bad things to your face and good things behind your back. I like that. that. Is, uh, I, like I that. love that saying. Yeah, if, if someone else, like, so there's a handful of people in my life where if you say something shitty about them, you, you might have to prepare for things to go real <laughs> south real quick. <laughs> like my buddy Michael I work with at the zoo, one of the nicest human beings I've ever met in my life, very silly dude, mm-hmm. like 
And there's been once or twice where someone has said something almost shitty about him. And everyone in the room goes, Lloyd, calm down. Lloyd, calm down. <laughs> Lloyd, calm down. Because <laughs> they'll see, like, their shoulders go up and I'll get, like... <laughs> like, the next step in my head is, like, Hulk with Loki. <laughs> like, <clears throat> and Alex is one of those people. I'll shit on Alex all day long. Mm-hmm. But let one person say something off. Uh, I'm like, nope. Yeah. No, I'll... I, I will fight you with my fucked up hip right now. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's the same for me. Just like with my true friends, that's how our relationships are. It's like, yep. I'm down to just like roast you, burn you, whatever I got to do. But like someone else does it. It's yeah. on site. It's yes. going down. <laughs> yeah. Like, <clears throat> like um, I won't say who just because we had a long conversation afterward and they explained why. But I had another comic say something kind of off about John Holmes. Oh, yeah. And the reaction was not what they were expecting. Mm-hmm. And you could definitely tell they had, like, a moment of, like, I'm going to die. <laughs> <clears throat> and, like, two or three different people grabbed me, like, physically grabbed me when I shot up out of my chair. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you better explain what the fuck you're talking about right now. Yeah. And they're like, what was this? And then, and then I thought he was do-. And I was like, nope, whatever. He's a friend of ours. He's <clears throat> nicest person in the world. Just one of those people that I'll fuck with John to his face. Constantly, mm-hmm. aggressively, mm-hmm. you do the same to me, right? But hearing one negative thing, <clears throat> not having that, not not even a little bit. Yeah, and if you wanted to hear like negative things about like maybe sports fans or something like that, or or not sports fans like athletes or something like that, is there like an app you would go to or something like that? Or I'd probably check out Spotify Green Room. I would check out Spotify Green Room as well. That was a fun riff. Um, but yeah, like we said earlier. Spotify Greenroom is a live audio-only sports talk platform that is free to download and use. Uh, You can talk to me, other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. You can even share your own experiences on the app. Because like we said, it's a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. You can join in with a conversation with me and Lloyd. Maybe Kelly can come back during games. Always interested. Always. Um... You can join whenever. We're going to find out. Um, We'll be hosting rooms probably during some games just to have some funs. Have have some funs. What the fuck am I saying? (laughs) I got a fantasy draft in 20 minutes. I completely forgot. Um, All you need to do is download the the Spotify Greenroom app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile. Link your Twitter and join the fuck you. We like the Bengals group. It'll happen sometime. Uh, follow me at F-U-W-L-T Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. We'll be probably going live during some games. Week one, the Vikes, that's going to be a, my opinion, shootout. Real shootout. Definitely be an interesting game. It'll be really fun. Uh, come join with your spiciest takes. Download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS app store. Create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the Fuck You Like the Bengals group. Follow us at F-U-W-L-T Bengals to be notified when the room goes live. Um, we'll, we'll post about it. We'll figure it out. Uh, in the meantime, man, this was a, this was a fun sode. We, it, took our, it took a moment to like get kind of things rolling, but it was a fun sode. This will be posted tomorrow morning. Good times. I'm very stoked. Um, Lloyd, do you have yes. any plugs or final things you want to say? Um, listen to the bastard sermon. That's his other podcast. I just did that one. We yeah. talked life. We talked 
a lot of comedy. I want to come back on with uh, with Cody. Yeah, we're gonna do that for sure. Um, When's he? When, is he hosting again? Yeah, yeah. He just was out that weekend for I think his girlfriend's birthday or something. Nice. Uh, when's he uh, doing? A, when's he doing another another show? Um, I think we're booked until the end of this month. No. Nice. But um, <clears throat> yeah, he just said something about having Rand back on, so I'll get him, and then we'll get you in for one. What, Dude. <clears throat> we'll I just want to talk work. about life. Yeah. Because yeah. like I can talk about comedy any day. Like talking about just like life and yeah, it's, all it's that just shit. I mean it, it's a lot of chaos, but it's also a lot of fun. So yeah. yeah, just check that out. Otherwise, yeah, that's all I got. Yep, Kelly, do you have any plugs? Um, feel free to give me a follow on social media, Kelly Peter sixteen. If you want to just chat about the Bengals, on Dayton the Flyers, anything like um, I got my Dayton Flyers shirt on that was too yeah. tight because COVID. But yeah, if you, I live downtown. If you grab a drink. Um, Dude, go I, to the I, banks I, for the Bengals. Like I need like to do that. that. I'll hit you up anytime. Hell yeah. uh, I'm, all, I'm always down to talk with Bengals Nation and um, anything NFL, anything sports, really, I'm, I'm down to talk about. So. You do, you're, are you doing fantasy this year? Like you said you were. I am. I am. So I don't, I don't have any drafts yet. Uh, I have a couple set, I think, in the next two weeks. So I got my first one in about 15 minutes. It's exciting. I'm super excited. I'm a big fantasy football guy, too. So Yeah, I won two leagues last year, and it was awesome. It's the best feeling. Oh, I uh, so I won my leagues on the same day that I went to uh, the Hollywood Casino, like make bets and shit. Mm-hmm. So I profited like over a hundred dollars at the because I won like I I had like ten parlays and won seven of them. Mm-hmm. So I profited a good amount of money. Yeah, and I also won. I think I won almost four hundred dollars in a single day. God damn, it's the That's best day I've ever. No had. better feeling. <laughs> One of the best days I've ever had as a football fan. Love it. Even though the Bengals got destroyed. <laughs> we know. We're Bengals fans. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of desensitized to, like, cheek clappings at this point from the Bengals. It was like, if it's like, I mean, it was the fucking Ravens and the Bengals. The last three games against the Ravens, the combined score, do you want to know what this is, Kelly? I do, I'd love to know. 114 to 19. <laughs> That's not good. No. I think. I think I remember. I'm doing great. We're doing I tr- great. I try to block that game out of my memory, but I think Brandon Allen ended up with like a 0.0 QBR. That's we, right. And we gave up 400 rushing yards. And I was like, what a way uh, to go in the offseason. DK, DK, holy fuck, what am I saying? Uh, J.K. Dobbins <laughs> yeah. had like a shit. He had like a seven J.K. Dobbins. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, I could not be more depressed going into the season. Our defense is horrible. Burrow's hurt. Brandon Allen just played the worst game I've ever seen. Like, all right, let's go in the offseason. Go Bengals. Yep. Uh, do, you want, do, you want, do you want to watch me piss off Lloyd? Sure. You know who you could really throw in like to like that could have been better than Brandon Allen? Who's that? Baby Yoda. You could really have thrown in. His name is Grogu. <laughs> Where is Baby Yoda? I don't know. Grogu's over there. <laughs> I told you. That's my son. <laughs> I, don't, I don't shit talk Lloyd's son. Uh, what are your plugs, kid? Um, I was about to say, um, uh, I'm doing some shows in Denver in September. I'll think I'll think it'll be at Monkey Bar on Monday the 27th. I want to say uh, I just got a date with. Um, okay, I could have worded that better. I caught myself. Um, I have a. I'm doing Chris Seamer's show at Jersey's Pub in Newport on November 29th. Uh, what else? I'm going to be doing some shows in Chicago. Uh, what else there? I think that's it. Um, Milano's comes back this week. I get to plug that. So 
Billy's yelled at me for plugging that in the past, but it's been a year and a half. Fuck y'all. Um, uh, two days a week, Fridays and Saturdays. If you're in Dayton and you're 21, come hang, come get fucked up and watch me wear a really tight pink t-shirt night one. <laughs> it's going to be on the Instagram day one. Definitely need those. Lily, I love it. <laughs> yes. Who do the uh, Bengals play next week in the preseason? It's the Redskins. Or the football team. Yeah. Excuse uh, my language. That's okay. It's the football team. Dan Snyder, biggest piece of shit owner in the NFL. Uh, yeah. And um, have bad memories from last time we played at Washington Stadium. So. Yes, yeah, yeah. at FedEx Field. Let's Yeah, let's hope it goes uh, a lot smoother and we continue to see some flashes from the young guys and everyone stays healthy, most yeah. importantly. But since we are playing the Washington football team next week, Lloyd, Kelly, I think we only have one thing left to say. Fuck, Fuck you, Washington, Washington football team. team. We, we like, like the Bengals. Bengals. Wow, man. Fuck you. We, we like, like the, the Bengals. Bengals.